Welcome back into the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank on a Wednesday. We'll take a little break from talking major league baseball to uh, talk some UL football and a little Pelicans with our next guest, Chris Lano, raging Cajun analyst alum and uh, friend of mine, Chris, man. Good morning. The Pelican season tips off tonight. I know you're a Pels fan. Come on. You're over there in NOLA. Where's your excitement <laughs> level right. between 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 1 and 10, 10 being the highest? Give me a, a realistic excitement level for you. Well, first of all, I was never, never a Rockets fan. I despise the Rockets living in my, my time living in Houston. And uh, it's good to be back in the boot to open up a season with the Pelicans. And I must say, um, as far as my level of excitement, well, when the news broke a couple of days ago of uh, Zion Williamson, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried, Scott. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about that. So I know there's a lot of concern on your end too, but uh, Ingram looks good. Um, I like the supporting cast, but when you have your franchise player coming out in the way he has looked physically, it's just a little bit concerning. Yeah, he uh, he's dealing with the injury, coming back from it, gas, wind, it large, um, and not in the large. lineup tonight. Hey, that's an understatement. Who knows uh, when he'll get in the lineup? But I, it's weird. I always, I, I usually am much more. I don't know if it's just because it's my life and and how busy I am or what. I'm usually a lot more excited about the season tipping off. I guess I'll be excited tonight when it happens. But I, I don't know, man. I'm I, I I need a I need a pep up or something. I'm trying to get excited about Ingram and other stuff. And you know they're playing Philly, who is, has their own issues, and Ben Simmons suspending all that other stuff. But I don't know, man. Last night the season started. I'm trying to get into it, but I, I don't know if I'm still in football mode. You know, I, I usually separate my Pell's fandom from like my overall basketball interest. You know, like I'll I'll be more interested in the rest of the league later, but sort of the Pelicans right out the gate and. I'm not. I'm not there right now, man. We'll uh, we'll see. But um, like, well, I can tell you this: your kids are getting older, and that has a lot to do with it. Because it has a lot to do with me in terms of football, whether it's college and NFL. There's just a lot more important things in life, and you know, I, I think sports in general have taken a, a just a back burner, or just you know, set aside to to a certain extent as far as my overall fandom. But I still enjoy it. No, you know what? Well said, man. Well said. All right. So the um, Pels tonight, he's excited, more excited than me somehow. Uh, where is your excitement level right now for the Louisiana Rage Cajun football team? Well, I tell you what, um, after last Tuesday's performance, which I was able to drive in, um, I took a half-day PTO on Tuesday and a half-day PTO in the morning for Wednesday so I can wake up a little bit later and help my wife with the kids. I'm very glad that I made that trip, and that was one for the ages. And it, it almost feels like um, if we're going to specifically talk about one guy in particular, Levi Lewis, Scott, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. Going into that game, and I think it's completely fair to think this. And I thought this, my friends have thought this, and other people close to the program, they've all shared this same sentiment that his job status almost felt like it was on life support. I mean, he, he's digressed a little bit as a quarterback this year, and you almost felt like going into that game that Louisiana had won games despite of his performance, not necessarily in spite of his performance. 
And after that performance, I remember in a way feeling like that his career, not necessarily his career, but his job just it has been resuscitated. And he's back to the way that he was when he came out the gates in 2019. And it was just great to see. And I've always said this about Levi, you know, your old pal, uh, Greg Lerner, who used to be with ESPN 1420. I remember telling this to him a couple of years back. Levi's the kind of guy that when you're getting your daughter ready for prom, you want to see Levi walk through the door to take her. Because you feel so comfortable with a guy like him. He's a great human being outside of the game of football. Uh, very cordial, just very genuine. So you root for a guy like that to succeed. You know, he's had he's had some trouble uh, at the quarterback position this year. But on Tuesday, you know, he was just on point, and it was beautiful to see. And hopefully this sparks something going forward for the rest of this season. Uh, I, I just thought he let it loose, and he played the way uh, to his caliber, to his talent level. And I just could not be happier for a guy like Levi after Tuesday night. It was uh, – <clears throat> Levi is interesting in that you look at the Tuesday night stat line. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was 15-25, and 25, 209, touchdown, and a pick. And then you look at, you know, his stat line against Ohio. or just, Maybe, you know, a lot of the games this year, you'd be like, oh, he played better in that game, right? If you watch, you realize, no. You know, I mean, he left plays out on the field. He – the stat lines are good, and yet if you're watching, you're like, man, there's still more there. And, you know, he didn't have to throw it a lot in the second half against App State because after the Moncrief sack and then the long drive by Louisiana after that, the game was pretty much in hand. But if you watched, it's like he's he's weird. I think I think stats don't always tell the story, but they tell a lot of the story most of the time. And in the case of right. Levi Lewis, it's just not true. And and I, I think right. he's more of the exception than the norm because I think most of the time you can look at stats and it can tell you a lot. For Levi, you really just have to watch him. And I and I agree with you. I thought his performance, the way he came out, uh, you know, in, in, in the pass to Lacey and just the throws he made early in that game and just challenging App State, their defense deep down the field, just kind of daring the Cajuns to throw. It was, in my opinion, his best game. As a Cajun, you wouldn't know it if you looked at the stat sheet, but if you watched him, he was uh, he was just great. And you know, hopefully, that's a sign of things to come. I thought AJ Gilly played well. You know, this offensive line has missed some guys this year; they've had some injuries. Speaking of injuries, Chris, the uh, the injury to Dalvin Hutchinson, the who oh, that's bad. I mean, the, the the inside of that defensive line, he is one of the strongest players on the team. Um, he was a difference maker, and he's out for the season. And it happened, you know, the announcement was made several days after the game against App State. And then you're playing on a Thursday this week, so it's tomorrow. So it doesn't, you know, sometimes an injury will happen on a Saturday. Coaches talk on Monday. It gets highlighted a little more. This one didn't really get talked about much, but he's a guy you've been pretty high on. What kind of impact is that going to have in your mind? Well, the positive to that, you know, let's just put Dalvin Hutchinson to the side for a moment. When you look at the unit as a whole, I said it a few weeks ago. I might might have been on a podcast with you, um, with you, Scott, that interior defensive line within the three technique and the in the one technique, the nose guard uh, position, that was our strongest unit. I thought interior defensive line was by far where we had the most talent and the most depth. So I don't think it hurts you all too much in that sense going forward, but he's such an impact player, and he's he's a young kid who 
who really was a was a big part of that recruiting class a couple of years ago, who was showing a ton of promise. I mean, he is almost like a clone of Zion Hill when you rotate Zion. Well, it just becomes one and one A, you know, one A or one B, whatever you call it. So hey, I, I feel bad for the kid. I mean, he he was having a hell of a season. He was, I mean, very disruptive, very athletic, uh, a little undersized, but very athletic, very quick, very mobile in that position. So it will hurt in that sense, you know, as far as depth. But we have guys uh, – I mean, that is a unit where it's almost like a next-man-up mentality. There's a lot of guys to fill in in that position. So, and I mean, that's the silver lining to it. But other than that, you know, I just feel personally – I just personally feel bad for Dalvin Hutchinson because he was having a heck of a season. Chris Lano, our guest, ESPN 1420. Uh, the Cajuns tomorrow night against Arkansas State. Latest line, I think, is UL minus 18, batting line. Um, Arkansas State, by their standards, they are uh, they are not in a good place right now, Chris. They're, this is a team that had moments where they were uh, at the, the top of the Sun Belt, you know, at times the, the champion, at times the cream of the crop. You know, they've their, their defense is allowing nearly five, you know, uh, gosh, what is the number? An obscene amount of yards per game, uh, nearly 50 points a game. They uh, they have one win this year. It was a season opener against a, an FCS school. And other than that, it's just been five straight L's for them. Um, does, does, does tomorrow night's game concern you at all? Does, are you, you know, you, you had some battles when you played at UL against Arkansas State. Oh, or did I? <laughs> do, 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 do you feel like Louisiana is, um, you know, going to kind of going to kind of cruise tomorrow night based on what you saw last week? Now, I think um, accommodations. I think things have changed over the years, especially ten years plus since I've last played. But I remember going, staying in a, in a hotel. I mean, just a hole in a wall hotel, and having to cross the street for our pregame meal to go somewhere else because where we stayed and not provide the proper food or if food at all, if any. And I'm hoping things have changed since then. But, um, yeah, you know, as far as the game itself, I got to tell you, Scott, with anybody else in a leadership position, I, I mean, I would say I would be a little bit worried, but I think one thing Billy Napier has done very well, and his resume speaks for it because he's undefeated in the West, which he should be at this point because the West as a whole, since he has arrived, has been atrocious. It really has been. And that speaks volumes for a guy like Billy Napier on getting his players ready to play, even in circumstances <laughs> that's going to take place tonight um, or, or, or against Arkansas State on Thursday night where you would think it's almost like a trap game. I don't think Billy allows his players to get to that point. So, therefore, in my mindset, for me personally, I'm not too worried. I think the guys are going to be ready to play. When you're on the road, you have nothing to focus on but football. I think the players are going to ride that momentum that carried from last week against Appalachia State. So, I mean, I, I, I got and I got to tell you, you know, we talked about Levi Lewis, how we feel like his, not career, but his job necessarily this this year has been kind of resuscitated. Well, Arkansas State, they're still on life support, and we're just going to make sure they continue to be on life support after this game on Thursday. But, you know, they're, they're, they're having an identity crisis right now under Butch Jones. It's, he's, he's in year one, but really it feels like stage zero. So uh, give it time, but you know this year it's almost like a um, 
you know, is going to be given a pass of what happens because they've just been terrible. And especially along the defensive side of the football, they have just been atrocious. They just can't stop anything or anybody. So what what are you anticipating tomorrow night? Uh, I tell you what, I, I honestly, I do in, anticipate at least a 28-point victory. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was calling the game in Jonesboro. It kind of got close at the beginning, but I, I feel like a guy like Blake Anderson, he just kind of pulls out all the stops. And I know he's not the coach now these days, but uh, he's just a gambler, you know, but they're not like that now. They don't have that type of mentality now. And uh, Butch Jones a little bit more on the conservative side, but Louisiana should be able to handle their own against Arkansas State. And I heard you and Jay on Tuesday talk about Arkansas State, a little bit of a preview. And one thing y'all mentioned is the wide receivers. Uh, y'all have a little bit more respect for them. Scott, I got to tell you, I don't think their wide receivers are, are, are that impressive to me. And I think they're having issues uh, at being inconsistent or catching the football. I thought they had an atrocious game against Coastal Carolina where if they would have done their job, that unit in particular, the game would have been a lot closer at least, I want to say, midway through the third quarter. But they just couldn't catch anything that was hitting their hands. And um, I don't know if that was a sign of, or that was indicative of how they've been all year. I really only had that game to go off yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they've got some inconsistency issues, especially at that position. And I think Lane Hatcher, when he – came in in the second half against against Coastal Carolina. He provided that offense a little bit more spark. So he does worry me to some degree because he has a lot of playing experience. But, you know, they're going to want to try to throw the football against Louisiana. And I think they're going to have to because Louisiana is going to be able to run the, run the football up and down and have get points on the board early. So it's their secondary for Louisiana, just understanding their keys and not being out of position, I think is going to be the biggest key. Chris Lano has been our guest at Crippa Bear on Twitter. If you want to give him a follow, uh, he is excited for tonight's season opener between the Pels and Sixers. Give me a game prediction tonight. Do the Pels begin the season 1-0? Oh, I tell you what, I just hope nobody gets injured week <laughs> game one, and uh, why not? I mean, they start off with a victory, they go 1-0, and uh, we'll see how the remaining of the season goes along, but you know, to me, late October, mid to late October, you know, it's still football season for me until, until the very end of December. Then I start to kind of navigate towards basketball, but I can only focus on one thing at this time. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time, man. All the best. Chris Lano, Raging Cajun analyst, talking some UL hoops with us and uh, getting excited about the Pell season tipping off. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All the best, and uh, see you around. I appreciate you having me on, Scott. Take care. You got it.